over the weekend. Uh, we're getting into. Sorry. This is this is content. <laughs> okay. Yes. Save it. Save it. <clears throat> so you're acting, but I'm actually oh, making I scared old the bad cat. <clears throat> That's not me, guys. That's Jeremy. <laughs> uh, tell him to pull the sheet up, for God's sake. Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, your twice-weekly podcast celebrating the radio show-turned-podcast Too Beautiful to Live and Happy New Year in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. I'm Bobby Pape, and we've got a full cavalcade of hosts for you tonight. We'll start in Dallas, Texas with Meredith Mahan. Good evening, Meredith. Good evening, Bobby. We'll jump to Everett, Washington to say hi to Christy Wise. Hello, Christy. Hello. And back to Austin, because we always have to do them last, Mike Frizzell. Good evening, Mike. Hey, there. <laughs> no sponsor this evening. No, no sponsor. No, we don't have any sponsors this year. So um, we are actively looking for sponsors. If anyone knows someone who wants to get at at least five or six people a week, get in some ear holes, get in touch with me. I will be the celebrity uh, spokesperson. Well, there you go. Uh, and that's fitting that we don't have a sponsor because this is a special edition of Little Red Bandwagon. We are back for 2016. And rather than bring you uh, an interview with a guest for this Friday edition of the show, we thought we would be a little more vain than that and instead talk about ourselves to catch up a little bit because we haven't actually talked much over the last couple of weeks other than uh, a quick chat here and there. And we figured if we waited for the recap show, the recap show would be four hours long. So uh, happy new year, everybody. How are you guys? Good. And uh, Bobby, happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. That's right. This is my birthday night. Um, the fact that it's 11 o'clock on the East and I'm not celebrating harder than I am is probably a sign of the times because I am 30 years old now mm. and I'm feeling it. But, but uh, tell, show show everyone what you're doing. Give me a little... Oh, Let's yeah, here's my, there you go. here's my my audio spackle for the night is that I'm working on some, <laughs> some black stallion <laughs> bourbon. Fancy. Good for you. Mm -hmm. But like I said in the chat earlier, you're mentally about 70? Yes. <laughs> yes. Black coffee, crispy bacon. Absolutely. <laughs> the whole thing. Murder Your she shows. Wrote. Murder she wrote. Right? <laughs> Guys, we did Murder, She Wrote. That's been long in the past. We're still NCIS. keeping up with NCIS. Don't try to sell me any of the other NCISs, though. In fact, tonight there was a crossover with uh, the New Orleans, and I'm very skeptical. Mm. <laughs> as, is, as a 70-year-old man would be. <laughs> I can't handle, you know, to me, Scott Bakula is still Quantum Leap. I can't do this New Orleans thing. Well, that's our show. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Uh, yeah, so it's January 5th, um, and I think I'm still recovering a little bit. I think, was it Jeremy who wrote on Facebook what we were all thinking, which is that the Monday after a holiday weekend should also be a holiday? Mm -hmm. yes. but yeah, I've been dragging ass even, all week. Wouldn't you even be worse off on Tuesday morning because Tuesday. you say hey, another holiday and you celebrate, and not only are you hungover from the entire uh, the entire vacation, but now you're hungover from a particular night where you celebrated the end of that vacation. 
right. feel that there are some holidays where you should definitely get the next day, like the 4th of July. Why get the 4th mm-hmm. of July off Yeah, when it, everything happens at night? It should be the 5th. Right. Especially right. on the West Coast. I mean, you can't even yeah. start really seriously partying and setting off fireworks till like 10 o'clock. Right. And that stretches to like 2 and boy, 7 comes early. I feel the same way about my birthday. I don't really care about my actual birthday. I want the next day off. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And the, Super well, as you guys Bowl, the day know, after the Super Bowl should be a day after the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that Monday. That's pretty brutal. Uh, we we sort of did my birthday over the weekend this last weekend. So today it's been really low key. I had lunch with a friend just because it was convenient. Um, I worked tonight. I hosted trivia. Nobody at my show knew it was my birthday, which was awesome because it's kind of a local family-owned chain-style restaurant. And the last thing I wanted was six disgruntled waitresses singing happy birthday to me. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which they, they would special... have felt obligated to do. Sure. Do they have a special song that they sing there? Uh, I believe they they march out and they clap, mm-hmm. but then they sing the regular happy birthday. Oh. They're not afraid of... Uh, well, now it's legal, well, it's but they were never afraid of any, <laughs> any trademark infringement. Right. Uh, but enough about my birthday. <laughs> it happened. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you what. I'll talk about myself for a minute. So very low-key birthday, but I did get a couple of great gifts. I got a desk for the bed, like one of those tray table desks for my <gasps> laptop. You, you I'm are so an jealous. Old man. You are, you're such an old man. That That's the only thing on my Amazon wish list is one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> and it's got a little side tray that you can attach to it for your mouse. Wow. Where do you, does it store your catheters? Where do they go? <laughs> <laughs> uh, hold on. I'll send you guys a link. And this is a gift from my mother-in-law, if that wasn't awkward enough. Do you well, have one of those claw hands, one. too? To <laughs> <laughs> not yet, but uh, 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 all my holidays are bunched up. But uh, oh, with a cooler. If anyone wants fan. to send me a Valentine, that so could your be... laptop doesn't overheat. Right, exactly. Perfect. See, I just put the link in the family chat to the Amazon page, which I feel bad finding because it was a gift, but I wanted to read the description. <gasps> oh God, I should go get the box because um, it's one of these things that's from. Somewhere in Asia, and the <laughs> translations are terrible. Wait, so she bought something online, paid for it, it arrived, and you put it together? <laughs> yes, all those things happened in a timely manner. Oh, tell us about it. Safely. You know, if I had one of these things, I would be in danger of becoming even more dangerously obese. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's oh, that was the first thing I worried about, which is the just I work from home a lot of the time. Yeah, no, you're going to work from bed, right? From come bed. on! I just you hope somebody to... comes to turn me. Sam's going to come. <laughs> <home and... laughs> uh, God, I really want to go get that box. Uh, can you guys I'm talk so amongst jealous. yourselves for a minute? It's in the I'm living really room. Really jealous of this. Talk yeah. amongst yourselves. I'll be right back. Okay. It is pretty fancy. It is, but is it really a bed one? It feels well, yeah, like it looks like it can go to either side of you. You can adjust it to be higher or lower. So it says it can be used for TV, dinner tray, sound equipment, projector, standing desk, book tray, writing desk, and tablet holder. Oh, my gosh. So it has many uses. So that thing that thing underneath it, they're showing the that's a fan. That's a fan. It's a cool your laptop so you don't. You guys repeat. are still there. Excellent. Oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm, this is going to be going on my list now. Okay. <laughs> I have to read you the description of this, of this box. 
It's a multifunctional laptop table. There's a graphic of it on the front. Also a rose with some petals pulled off. I assume that's also on the bed, which is really creepy. Uh, But let me read you the description. I'll do this word for word. Know that the errors are not mine. This is a sophisticated design, exquisite workmanship, humanized high notebook computer desk, at the same time, can also be used for other purposes. It is strong bonding and flexible, can be due to different sites, different uses, different objects, like the Transformers as children. (laughs) What? What? (laughs) And then on the front, the use of occasions, colon, bed, sofa, table, (laughs) carpet, meadow. (laughs) Meadow? Usage, usage, computer desk, desk, board, small flower, such as dining table. What? Uh, yes. Well, uh, object colon to adults, children, and all the crowd. All the crowd. <laughs> yeah. So you said Transformers, or they described Transformers, and I started to look at it a little differently. It does kind of look like it could be like one of the brooms in Fantasia. It looks like it could come to life. Or it could be like in Wally. Yeah, it looks like a robot. Or remember, <laughs> batteries not included. Do you guys remember that movie? Uh uh-uh. uh Oh man! But Mike. it looks, almost has legs. Like it can <laughs> jump could, around. I could have rescued you with the last movie reference that they didn't get, Christy. But uh, I, I I know batteries not included. I never saw it. Okay. I just sent Someone you guys will. a picture of this box. Oh, I hijacked the beginning cat. of this show. Sorry, but it is my birthday. Kidding. Um. Don't mind Cupcake the cat hanging out in the background. <laughs> Can't be bothered. Um, so while we've been on break, um, it was also Meredith's birthday. Damn, everybody's birthday except mine. Yep. My, my birthday is also going to talk over Meredith's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to tell us about my birthday, Bobby? I hear it was delightful. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> tell us about your birthday, Oh, Meredith. okay. So... Um, I went to Michigan the 26th. So the day after Christmas, I flew to, or I tried really hard to fly to Michigan. It was very difficult because of the tornadoes in Dallas. Um, so I was on the airplane, we were about to take off and then we had to get off the airplane and we had to hide in the basement of the airport because there was a tornado coming right for us. And there was, you know, constant announcements to get away from the windows and, and, you know, kind of cover yourself up and hide. So that was fun. And then, so I eventually did get on a plane. Um, I had a connection in St. Louis, which I super duper missed. So I spent about three hours sleeping in St. Louis and then took a really early flight um, to Chicago and then drove to Grand Rapids. So that was a really awful, it took me about 18 hours to get to Michigan from Texas. That, was that your actual birthday uh, that you traveled on? Or? No, that was like, that was the lead up to it. And then I got there. And my whole family was there, an extended family, and we did our whole Christmas. And then the next day was my birthday. Um, and it I, I didn't do too much. There was I went to a yoga class in the morning, and they all sang me happy birthday. So it was a room full of strangers <laughs> singing oh, <God. laughs> happy birthday to me. So that was awful. And then there was an ice storm. So the way I spent the day was having leftovers with my mom and my stepdad and then we watched frozen so i don't know which is worse me 
throwing my guts up or your birthday? Which birthday was worse? Oh my god, Frozen is the worst it's movie. It's the worst. It sucks. So I've managed to still never see it. Mike, Don't I assume it. you've never seen it. I've just seen like little bits of it, but no, I haven't seen the it's whole It's not thing. good. My mom and my stepdad and I were all just like, well, what? None of that made any sense and it wasn't good and it was not even like funny or entertaining. It was just bad. So great birthday. I mean, it was nice to be home. It was nice to see everybody. <laughs> do you do but that my every year? Birthday. No, I didn't go home at all last year. So I kind of felt like I had to this year. Did your husband go with you? Nope. His, we had, so for Christmas, we had um, family in from Michigan and from Italy. Um, so he, you know, he couldn't really go anywhere. Meredith, uh, to make up for your birthday, tell us about your experience uh, at the footballs. That's supposed to make up for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were excited to send us pictures from your booze dispenser. Yeah, that's because I was drunk. I, I think you realize, Meredith, I mean, you don't like sport ball, but I think you realize that you getting to go to that um, national semifinal game would actually make us jealous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I understand the import, but it doesn't right. matter to me at all. So I was planning on actually, well, we didn't really have plans for New Year's. We were just going to kind of hang out at home, and usually I'm asleep by 1030. But um, one of my husband's coworkers got the suite at Jerry's World, a.k.a. Cowboy Stadium, for New Year's Eve. And there was a Michigan State, oh, help me out. Alabama? It was Alabama, yeah. Um game that night and so we went to the suite and watched that it was almost a game it was awful we left early because it was like a non-game a sea of green <laughs> heading to the exits mm -hmm. of the third quarter. yeah basically um but my favorite part was that they have a they have an eagle they have a bald eagle living at that stadium <laughs> and before the game they, they were just like here check out this eagle we can't let it out in the wild so we're gonna let it fly across the stadium and like the camera followed it and it just flew from like one person to the other way across the whole thing it was amazing i wish that someone would just part. open a open an exit and the eagle would just take a right and just <laughs> <laughs> i was fully expecting it to shit on someone but it didn't <laughs> Man, eagle shit that would be some serious shit mm -hmm. you know that somehow they're getting money as like a preservation land yeah probably i'm sure it's a tax write-off yeah. So, I mean, it was amazing. I, I, I'm, I feel very lucky that we were able to be in the suite and, you know, that was a, that was a fun time and the alcohol was free and I drank a lot of it and nice. uh, <laughs> my husband doesn't drink. So he drove us home and that was great. Um, but we were home by, I don't know, 11. So <laughs> we ended up watching, <laughs> as I'm sure you guys saw, um, Pitbull's New Year's Eve. Oh, Yes. We got bits and pieces of that here. Mm -hmm. Where, where's old Pitbull uh, celebrating New Year's? Miami, of course. Where else? I mean, on, on what network? On what? Oh, Fox. Know. Fox okay. handed oh, him the of reins. Course. Of course, Fox. Of course. They were looking for the polar opposite of Dick Clark's Rock and New Year's Eve, and they went with <laughs> Pitbull. <laughs> I had had so much free vodka. It was just like, oh, yes, I want to watch Pitbull. This is so entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So that was my New Year's Christmas birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday, you guys. Thanks. Happy, Happy birthday to everyone. Uh, I feel like I hogged all the attention in the summer and you guys mm -hmm. have all these rapid fire birthdays and nobody. Yeah, we're, 
We're used happens. to that though, Mike. That's the <laughs> plague of the winter birthday. I'd rather have a birthday in the summer, believe me. Yes. Yeah. Christy, do you want to give us a recap of your life from the last couple of weeks? I had two weeks off of work and it was extremely boring because everybody else has to work and or every place is so filled with angry people during the holidays that I didn't want to go anywhere. So it was awesome. I got to sleep and not take the bus for two hours a day. And that was pretty much it. Yeah. Oh, uh, the Seahawks are, are in the playoffs. So that's awesome. Spoiler alert. We didn't think that we would. Oh, Mike, did I just ruin that? <laughs> uh, you know, actually, right now I have the the Seattle-Arizona game on with the sound off, and I'm watching it for the second time. I watched it last okay. night and enjoyed enjoyed it so thoroughly <laughs> that I I ran it back. It's kind of like saying a F you to, to Kevin Moyers. Yeah, yeah. Um. But yeah, so they're they're um, in the playoffs, which, you know, this season, we didn't know if it would actually happen. So, um, yeah, it's exciting. Uh, Christy, I have one question. You said a lot of angry people in the world. Um, mm-hmm. I think it was last night. Emily alerted me that you were tweeting about somebody at, at a oh, Thai this... restaurant. Tell me about that lady. Oh, my God. It was so bad. Um, I went to get pho because I'm getting sick. So, um, I was getting it to go and there was a woman who called over, loudly called over the server, which I knew was not a good thing. And I cause she was like snapping her fingers at him. Oh, and then God, she that's said, the worst. this food is shitty. And she was loud. This food is shitty. Sorry, Aiden. And, um, he said, oh, okay. And then she said, I, 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 just because you don't speak English, doesn't mean you shouldn't take pride in your work. <gasps> and he How just said, one thing what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but also, he speaks fine English. I mean, right. like, perfectly fine. He was like a young kid. Mm-hmm. And he kind of just didn't know what to do. He's like, okay. And he kept on cleaning a table. And she said, I know you're going to make me pay for this shitty food. That's terrible. I mean, I can't even eat the noodles because they're so hard. And he said, that's because you, because so normally pho comes with those thin rice noodles mm-hmm. and she chose to have egg noodles. <clears throat> so they're like, a tough, he said, you, you picked that. You chose to have egg noodles over the rice noodles. If you want, if you want softer ones, you have to go with the ones that are softer. Wait, did he say this in English? Yes. Oh. <laughs> 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 And then um, she just kept yelling and saying, oh, this place, this place, and, like kind of pounding her hands on the on the um, the table. And I'm just tweeting because I can't look because I feel so awful and I don't want to make eye contact with her and her think that we're like friends in this situation. <laughs> and um, then then she said, I want coffee and it better be free because I'm going to have to pay out the ass on this for this shitty food. And then she demanded that they make it over for her. Oh, also let's keep in mind. She ate the whole bowl Mm. and then was wanting more The food is shitty in such small portions. It's yeah. yeah, It's so I left fortunately before anything else happened because that was just bad, but she gave me a big uh, toothless smile and said, happy new year. 
<laughs> Literally toothless. <laughs> well, that would explain her frustration with the crunchy noodles. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Oh, that's a tough yeah. spot for you because she definitely thought you were a white ally. Mm-hmm. I wanted to say, no, no, no. We're not in this together. We're not friends. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Mike, I do believe uh, your better half got drunk on a pickle over the break. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that pickle was something else. I forgot about the, the pickle. I don't think you're supposed vodka. to eat that pickle. But um, I'm sorry. I couldn't hear. You always eat the pickle. Uh I don't know if I'm going to go back to the pickle. We made some pickle vodka a few days ago. It takes three days. You, it's just pickle juice, vodka, and then we drop the, the pickles and like the carrots and the onions and garlic or whatever was in the, the pickle jar. It was one of those fancy pickle mixes. And we poured out – we. <laughs> We poured ourselves a little vodka and we drank that, and it was it was okay. It wasn't as good as the stuff that that Meredith um, took us to in Dallas, but it was okay. The we each took a bite of the pickle that had been in the vodka for three days, and that was fucking lethal. Like, and you died of alcohol poisoning. If I well, I had to go to work like two hours later, and I was serious. Oh, no. I did not want to finish that pickle because I thought, you know, I'm not going to work drunk again. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> Again, my New Year's resolution: no more going to j- work drunk. But um, summer, as in my winter break, I worked almost every night except Christmas Eve and Christmas. Because this year, because of radiation, Emily started a few weeks ago. We couldn't really go anywhere. Usually, we go to Louisiana, or a lot of times Emily will go to her family in Louisiana, and I'll stay back so that I can work and we don't have to board the dogs because that's expensive. Uh, and, and Louisiana, Baton Rouge, Lafayette is where most of the, uh, Christmas stuff happens because her brother has two small kids and that's, you know, that's where all the fun is, you know, like adults getting together for Christmas is kind of dull, but you gotta, you gotta have kids around. So they came to visit us. Emily's parents came to visit us pre Christmas. Like they left like a couple days before Christmas, maybe. Yeah, like on the 23rd. And the good news was her dad, who usually breaks some things and erases stuff off my VCR or DVR, (laughs) did not do any of that during this trip. So that was a blessing. Um, My mother-in-law got us a slow cooker. We had one, but it was just rinky-dink. So she got us a real one. And uh, what has become known as Tandy's Honey Garlic Chicken uh, was made and they flipped over that. And I also made a breakfast casserole and some other things. And, uh, it was the first time that I've really unveiled my cooking on a full scale. I've made lasagna and chili and stuff for them before, but this time I did a lot of cooking and, and they were pretty impressed. So that went well. We got them out of town. Chris, uh, Cullen was with us for the first part of his college break. So he was with us from like the 12th until recently. And now he spends the rest of the break with his dad uh, usually on Christmas Eve, I mean, back when I was in Seattle and even when we were engaged and Emily was up in Seattle for like big storms. And I think it was 2007, 2008 after we were engaged, my dad has a get together at his, um, place in Muckleteo, but we haven't been to that. So Christmas Eve was uneventful and Christmas day, I made the Buffalo chicken dip that, uh, Stubot introduced to tbtl i still don't understand how you all didn't know that was a thing i knew oh. it was a thing 
I oh, you've made it before, right, Christy? Yes. Yeah, I I just found out about it and I made it and it was so delicious. I ate so much of it that um, the plan was to go out to eat on Christmas Day to a place called Threadgills, which is a local like music and, you know, down home cooking place. So Cullen and Emily ended up going to Threadgills. I didn't go because my belly was full of <laughs> buffalo chicken. And and since we didn't use celery, it was mainly salt. My ankles were twice as large as they were, you know, previous to eating the buffalo chicken. But eventually all that melted away. Um, New Year's Eve, I was working. I got home a little after 10 and all the girls were asleep. So it was just me and the bunny ringing in the new year, except Ginger did freak out a little bit over the fireworks. Um, so yeah, after that, I mean, a couple days after that, we had our pickle vodka incident and, you know, I, I'm, I've currently been written up at work for showing up with a pickle on my breath, but you know, other than that, <laughs> everything's going well. Emily's into, like I mentioned, um, on the intro, um, she's entering her first actual full week of radiation. Um, she'll go five sessions this week and maybe she has a little bit of a headache, uh, but none of the other side effects that we're expecting yet. Do you think she's going to be able to keep up with the workload with all the sharks and mermaids? Uh, you know, she's right now she's trying to finish up a hat and the, the, the urgency is on the hat because we're expecting hair loss very soon. And it's a beautiful hat. She's using some, some great yarn. And then after that, I'll get her back in the sweatshop making those shark costumes and the mermaid <laughs> costumes. I think we need to get her a bunch of hats like Downton Abbey ones. Oh, the, some fascinators? Yes. Or the um, cloches. Yeah. The, who is uh, – it's uh, Luke Burbank's Mary. wife on that show oh. is the one who wears the really cool hats. <laughs> also the I oldest Mary. Mary, Mary, yeah, the oldest Lady Mary wears cool, cool hat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She always has. I also don't watch Downton Abbey, so really? we can just pot- that's oh. your wheelhouse. We, we can just start it up again. On we Sunday. can pile on with that with with making a murderer. Re- I really can't believe you don't watch it. That's like your type of show. It's just a matter of not watching a lot of TV. I know we joke about NCIS and all, but um, what ends up sincerely happening with NCIS is we'll go three weeks, four weeks, and then we'll have one night together where, where Sam and I all just want to hang out for a few hours and we'll put it on because we want to turn our brain off and I will catch up on the episodes we missed, but that's it. I, we so rarely actually sit and watch anything seriously. And I feel like that's the kind of show you got to pay attention to. But Downton yeah. Abbey is perfect for the elderly gentleman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and his dapper wife. Yeah. All right. I'll, 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 it's our. It's already on the list, but I'll see if I can nudge it up a couple of Prioritize. steps. Prioritize. Yeah, do that over making the murderer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just knock that off. All right. Yeah, because that'll you know, piss I, you off. Downton Abbey will relax you, and making a murderer will just piss you off. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe I work in the building that manages the U.S. distribution of Downton Abbey. I have no excuse. Okay. Um, I just wanted to, before I forget... Uh, we did Christmas. Yay. We actually did too. We did with Sam's and with mine. Uh, and that was great. And we spent a lot of time in hotels the last few weeks and we've been to Rochester and all that. But, uh, a few people know what I wanted for my birthday this year is Sam and I actually went to Boston to Cambridge actually for a couple of days, uh, because we never get to do touristy stuff. 
in Boston because we live like an hour away and we never think to like make the time to go to a museum or something. And one of the things we did uh, was thanks to a Boston, Boston Jenny, who uh, runs the glass flowers exhibit at the uh, Harvard Museum of Natural History. They've got these anatomically correct and beautiful glass flowers that were made at the turn of the century as science uh, models, but made out of glass and they're super awesome. And so I wanted to do a commercial for that. It's not the AutoZone hot seat, but um, mm-hmm. if anyone's in Boston or going to Boston, go to the Boston's page, find Jenny and ask her to hook you up. I'm sure she won't mind me volunteering her to give everyone a tour. <laughs> They're remodeling their exhibit right now, but we went and they had some of the displays out in another part of the museum. And she walked us through it all. It was very cool. So if you Google glass flowers, that's actually enough to find the Wikipedia page and their page on it. Is it um, is it something but, that people are not doing these days, uh, making these type of items? I mean, why turn of the century? Is this the heyday of when these things were being made or yeah, because it was it was sort of pre-photography, really, for the most part. And um, I guess it was considered the most durable way to uh, create these models that could be studied yeah. all around the world. Like the problem with botanical samples is they die. Like right. it would mat dried ones, but it wouldn't do it justice. Well, they absolutely look real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. incredible. Um And she was telling us, you know, scientists went back and studied them compared to the real flowers and on tons of samples, like way down to the most minute details, they were accurate. So So, students and scientists could actually work off these to create things. So now, I mean, now it isn't necessary because photography is so beautiful and detailed. So they were being made more or less for science, not for beauty. Right. And you could probably grow them anywhere, you know, anything anywhere now. Right. But, um. Yeah, when they first started making them, I guess they also put them in catalogs and because they did um, marine biology samples before that, and they they sold them in catalogs as decorative items or scientific displays, and then they realized that the uh, demand was really in the science side. Well, yeah, and like if if you do like a glass fish or whatever, I mean, I I would think the market back then would have been good for science, but yeah, like. Yeah, a fish. A fish actually, it spoils. It's not like you put it between the pages of a book and it and it uh, preserves it. It it just smells bad. So I right. imagine they did some good glass, some good glass they, underwater. They they had the yeah the marine stuff too, and it was very good. But the flowers are a whole nother level. Those There's are great. a father and son team that makes them, and uh, the whole collections at Harvard because a donor through Harvard basically bankrolled decades of them making these flowers just for the Harvard collection. So, you know, it's the money and old richness of Harvard mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're, they're super cool. So um, yeah, go bug Jenny about that. And thank you for the, the tour on Sunday. It was really nice. So other than that, Bobby, anything notable from your break? I mean, you did a lot. You probably we did more busy. than any of us. Uh, that weekend, this last weekend, was our sort of food tour of Boston. That was the other thing I wanted. Sam wanted to take me out to dinner. And uh, instead of going some, somewhere nice, super fancy, I wanted to go to, like, some of the favorites. So we went to a good barbecue place, which I know will sound dumb to you Texas people. Yeah. But the best <laughs> barbecue rope. place around Boston, Redbones. 
and we managed to get a seat at the counter right in front of where they prep all the food. So I was just watching them all night. Um, and we saw a couple of movies and actually I wanted to ask you guys. So I know some of you saw the big short. Yes. Did you see it, Bobby? Yeah, we saw it on that weekend and it was incredible. It was so good. Mm -hmm. It wasn't even in on my list uh, or even in my, um, that it was even coming out uh, because we just got cable back last week. So I haven't seen trailers or anything. I mean, who knows what's out besides Star Wars anyways, right? Right. So I was showing Jeremy the list of, basically I didn't want to see Point Break. And I said, (laughs) I'll go see all of these. And he's like, oh, I really want to see Big Short. So we saw it and I loved it. Me too. So we great. saw it because, well, my husband finance, finance so he, oh. it was on his radar. And I was like, well, this sounds boring. Yeah. Like a m- movie about the banks. Hmm. Great. But it was like, it was so funny. It was really funny. I laughed through the whole thing. Yeah. They did such a good job of making it not boring. Yeah. I hate and- all of you. I hate all of you because <laughs> Sorry, I actually was on my radar. I did want to see oh. it. And the the day came when we were going to go to a movie and like the only showing that we could get tickets to started at like two and I had to be at work at yeah. four shortly thereafter. And mm-hmm. I was really disappointed. And then uh, I was hoping that they would come back and say, and at least lie to me and say, eh, you didn't miss anything. But no, they came <laughs> yeah. back raving. Oh, uh, Mike, I'll go and see it with you. Okay. I would see it again. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've, been, again we've been really grooving lately, Christy. We've been agreeing on a yeah, lot. Yeah, I know. Christy's going to be on the next standby flight to Austin. So she can <laughs> um, well, and it, Jeremy was so pumped after it happened. He's like, everyone in America needs to see this movie. <laughs> it needs to be required viewing. And I, I tend to agree. But it was interesting because during this time, I was managing uh, almost $500 million. Mm-hmm. Um, of my boss's money. So I saw this in a different way and how that affected the markets. And I would like whisper to him, I'm like, these people in this room, they're making 5% of that billion dollars that just transpired, you know, that just happened. And so I had a little bit more insider information on um, what happened. And then it was interesting because it was sort of a rolling recession too. So it, it hit really bad on the East Coast and Midwest and 2007 and 2008 but it didn't actually get here until late 2008 2009 yeah, i remember yeah and it didn't even hit as bad like the housing market stuff was bad but not as bad here hey guys that samoan kid scored a touchdown in the game just like he did last night when i watched <laughs> <laughs> yeah i wanted to, i don't want to hit too many spoiler alerts Sorry. for you mike but um <laughs> the housing market crashes really and uh, Luckily, Ryan I was Gosling, a crappy apartment uh, owner at the time, crappy apartment renter. Uh, Ryan Gosling <laughs> is a Jedi. What? Spoiler. <laughs> yeah, it turns out he is um, actually from a long lineage of Jedi. Um, we can talk about Star Wars in a minute because I think most of us also saw Star Wars. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know if you guys know much about this, but for about a year, I worked for a law firm. Right in that time, right when the mm-hmm. bubble was popping, that specialized in, and in fact, the only thing it did was take people to court who were defaulting on their mortgages. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, it was terrible. I didn't, I'm not proud of it, 
I'm actually a little saddened by how good at it I was. <laughs> but I worked basically for an army of paralegals and business was so booming that we worked in an assembly line. I managed an entire staff of nights. Um, I was at night people like part-time employees at night who did nothing but prepare affidavits explaining how much money people owed because of compounding interest and variable rate mortgages. Mm. It was insane. I yep. know a few people that lost their houses because of this. Yeah. Yeah. My husband started like he graduated in 07 and it hit banking in Michigan about then he kind of saw what was happening. And the first job that he had was it's called workout when you're in the bank and it's where you deal with you basically work out bad loans. So he would have to go to people's businesses and farms and stuff and be like, well, we can repossess this cool thing. And we, can, you know what I mean? This yeah. is worth that much money. And he doesn't do that anymore, but he said it was really awful. Like they were super nice people, but he had had to do it. Meredith, I heard a little bit of uh, upper Midwest uh, creeping through there. Sorry. I've been watching making a murderer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that that's another thing is I binge watch, binge watch some shows, and Meredith and I have traded stories that her her uh, Michigan came back with um, how to yeah. kill a murder or how to kill people, <laughs> and and uh, my Midwest came back with Fargo, and I was also there, so that didn't yeah. hurt. Oh, yeah. we, We're surrounded. We yep. talked about this. We all sound like Canadians when we go home, except for Mike. The other three of us pick yeah. up that Canadian accent. <laughs> What did I say? There's no T sound. They weren't they won't turn D. into a D sound. No. Yeah. <laughs> they totally do. They they make everything a D sound. Mm -hmm. So have you guys seen the Fargo? The Fargo? No, no. I still haven't. Just first season. Oh. Yeah. So we we watched the first season, and I would say that that time is much better spent than How to Make a Murder. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's so you don't the episode of this show shows to watch before making a murderer. Yeah. So you don't like making a murderer? I do. So I was really into it, but the social media and all the stuff that's come out afterwards has made me retroactively hate it. Well, I haven't even finished it and I know exactly what happens. Like there right. was no avoiding any of that. No exactly. one was caring about spoilers on this one. Yeah, and then it's like, oh well, I mean Luke and Andrew, I actually didn't listen to any TBTL because they had said they were going to talk about it. I'm like, I don't want it to be spoiled. And so now that I've finished, I've, I've listened. And even just then they're saying, oh, well, we, we heard on Reddit that the um, documentarians or the people that made the movie were like biased because they got full access. And there's all these stuff coming out. Like the uh, juror said this was happening and all this stuff behind the scenes is just too much. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I think in it, in itself as an, in an isolated world where Reddit isn't a thing, I would have loved it. Well, I don't think getting information from a documentary is a great idea. <laughs> right. Like any information, <laughs> that's not a good way to make a decision because they always have a bias. Right. And I think going on Reddit ever is a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how to do it. Jeremy just goes on there and then reads me things because I think that it would just drive me so insane. I, I wouldn't be able to get out of it. Right. The only thing I like about Reddit is that subreddit about infomercials. Oh, 
Oh, That's I love infomercials. I really do. Yeah, it's 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 a it's like a supercut of all the things that people can't do. Like they can't crack an egg and it just flies. <laughs> yes, oh, yes. You across know, my, the room. My friend yes. Carla, for like for like twenty five years, she um she was master control at a television station in Washington, and she ran all those programs, and she knew how much I loved it. And she way back in the day, this has to be like fifteen years ago now, made me a um. Uh, a tape, a videotape, a uh, supercut of all the people trying to use traditional technology to do whatever it is that was going to be solved <laughs> by the whiz bang uh, technology. Well, I, I put it in the chat, but if anybody else wants to go, it's r slash where did the soda go? It's, oh, man. it's so great to see, to see people there. They're trying to cut a tomato, but it just like explodes yeah. and covers the windows. And they cut their hand off. Yeah, That's I what they get for mashing it, it with the floor. side of the knife. Right. Yeah, I love, there was one where, because I, I had insomnia probably almost my whole life, so I love infomercials. And um, there was one where the, the hammer, do you remember the hammer that spit the nail out of its head? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and the just the people trying to use the standard hammer yeah. was the best thing Impossible. <laughs> Impossible. It's a wonder anything has been built before. Yeah. How have we gotten any nails through anything with this thing? <laughs> the time I spent hanging up strips of beef to turn into jerky before the Ronco electric food dehydrator. Oh, I know, right? And and electric yogurt maker. Yes. <laughs> uh, and we also, when we were in Rochester, we did go see a Star Wars. Oh, me too. Uh, Mike, when you see Star Wars, have you seen Star Wars yet? Uh, I'm not going to see it. You're not going to see – well, because I was going to say we should probably redo that episode of Nerd Out Loud. <laughs> well, <laughs> since, since we did it without us having seen many of the movies, I don't see how it would make any difference if I don't see this one. <laughs> <laughs> Meredith, did you see the Star War? No, I didn't. My husband saw it twice and I saw it zero. So, well, so actually, a, Meredith and I should probably do that show. Yeah. On yeah. average, your family saw it once. Right. Uh, it was very familiar. I'm not going to say anything more, but it just felt very familiar, the whole movie. I cried four times. Well, of course you did. <laughs> uh, I cried once, but that's because I was waiting in line for more popcorn before and the movie was going to start. <laughs> Jeremy cried because the guy next to him had some serious B.O. Oh. A, um, lot, of, a lot of the Star Wars nerds yeah. need yeah. to learn how to not, shower. Not big fans of the bathing. Right. <laughs> Um, here's an important thing I want to bring up though. So we went to a theater in Pittsburgh, New York, and it's kind of an older, not super old, not like elegantly fancy, retro, cool, old, but just like an older mediocre movie theater, but they ripped out all the seats and they replaced every seat in all the theaters with basically, uh, chain gang rows of lazy boy recliners, like nice. automatic electric mm -hmm. recliners. Mm -hmm. So they're, they're blue they're kind of like a vinyl-y, so you can probably hose them down if you have to or whatever. But they have buttons, and they recline almost fully. And it was still like under 10 bucks for the tickets. It was amazing. How do you feel about these? So that's a thing that's happening around here, too, but I've never been to one. How do you feel about basically just laying down in the theater? I've been to one. There's one near my house, and I like it a lot. Yeah, mm -hmm. It's I'm really okay comfortable. It. Now, how do you feel that someone else was laying down before you? Uh, I think it's no worse than being crammed on an airline seat. 
Yeah. No. Oh, I don't care. I'm not a germaphobe. I just know that some people think that that's really nasty. Well, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me. Yeah, like I, I said. I don't see how it's much different than just getting in a movie uh, seat that somebody's yeah. been in. How do you lay down and eat the popcorn still? Well, so it, I didn't go quite that inclined. Okay. Yeah. Um, I feel that that's just like a choking hazard. I can't drink laying down yeah. like I choke every single time. So I can't, yeah, I can't go the full. I've explained yeah. this problem publicly before, so I don't mind doing it now. I dream of a day when I can have a hamster water bottle strapped to the bed frame <laughs> because I can't drink laying down, but I don't want to sit up at three in the morning for uh, two sips of water. You're almost with your there with your desk. fancy desk. Yeah. you're. Well, yeah. you know, you are 70, so they have those bottles uh, that are kind of like boxers, but they have them at hospital supplies. The squirt bottle? The, like a squirt yeah. bottle with a really long nozzle. You could just uh, hit the nurse button. I mean, hit all the- <laughs> <laughs> um, But, or what you could do is just get a really long, absurdly long straw and put the, put the soda on the ground. Well, part of the have problem is the, uh, the cat mm. will I drink out the of any, any open container. Yeah, I mean, here's how you solve the movie theater eating or drinking. Don't buy any of that overpriced crap. Don't do it. That's the cost of doing business, Mike. Don't lay there be and crotchety the about the overpriced popcorn. I, but they serve alcohol. Yeah. They, well, so I went there. I don't usually get the stuff unless um, we're with a bunch of people or whatever. But I ordered a small soda and it came in a fucking bucket. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> what is it about going to it's a movie relative. and sitting in the dark and you needing 50,000 ounces of soda? Yeah. Well, two hours. It's a loss leader. They can charge you $7. Well, it's not even a loss leader. Excuse me. They can charge you $7 for it, but it costs them 30 cents to fill that bucket. So they feel like they're giving you a deal. And you they, feel like you got a lot for your right. money. I guess so. Mostly ice anyway. Um, I had no problem eating a bag of popcorn and my bag of Trader Joe's gummies that I smuggled in. I'm all in favor of the smuggling. If you're going to eat in a theater or even drink alcohol, bring it in. (laughs) I wish I had thought of that, actually, because we didn't get a second look at anything. I could have easily packed my little red uh, bag and wagon flask. Oh, yeah. The one I keep in my uh, my go drawer. Next year, keys. <laughs> <laughs> when I don't want I'm, that pickle high to end. Um, yeah, I'm headed to work. I just grab the flask. Oh, can you imagine trying to wash out a flask with a pickle vodka in it? Oh, uh, no. You know what I think they do, Mike, going back to pickle vodka? Mm-hmm. I watched her make that shot, and I think what it is is vodka mixed with pickle juice. Did, well, they had it um, like in a container in the back like it had been – like they're infusing it themselves. I saw, I saw where they got it, and it just. I may have like to go do more research. Yeah, yeah. You let's could just ask her. Schedule it. Yeah, yeah, you could just walk, go around town, and try it everywhere. Yeah, I guess I could. The bar that I work in on Wednesday nights, when they get requests for pickle shots, they don't have it infused, so they just literally shake mm-hmm. vodka and pickle juice, and it looks pretty disgusting. Tastes good. Stuff. I don't Sounds drink clear now. liquor, so I guess it's not clear when you're done. No, it's green. <laughs> um, we are not going to recap the two weeks of TBTL that we missed. One week was the reruns, and one week was the the last week of episodes. Um, but I'm curious if y'all would be interested in just 
plowing through these episodes with lightning round thoughts. Wow. I know we didn't prepare for this at all. I literally am just on the TBTL webpage. Uh, and some of them are so old in our minds. There's probably not much to say, but, but I think we could probably do this in a couple of words each. Okay. Uh, so if we go back to December 21st of last year, the longest day of the year, and that was episode 2015, the original hot dog story. I feel like we have to mention this because right. this is this is mainly Mike's fault. I loved this episode because they he had a theory. He had a concept of what he wanted to do. Talk about food. Each day was going to be a food episode. And he wanted to talk about the original hot dog story. And then he went on Facebook and asked, hey, guys, what's the original hot dog story? We told him it wasn't what the <laughs> narrative that he had written about. And so he just went with it anyways. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I think that's good. Mike, how do you feel about being blamed for bringing this into the lexicon? Um, I like Andrew. Everyone knows that. Uh, I feel bad that he's obsessed with how boring the hot dog story is and how boring some of his stories can be. We all tell boring stories. I've told many boring stories on this podcast, on the podcast I've done before. It's okay. Um, don't feel bad. Like Luke has his, his own wind stories and Luke has his story of, of getting a chair. I mean, everybody has boring <laughs> stories. It's okay. I want to, I want to hold, I want to do a Robin Williams to Matt Damon in, in that, in that, uh, whatever that movie was, just hold him and tell him it's okay. Yeah. Well, the difference between the two is I think that Luke can see that it's going to, uh, his stories are going straight to Boring Town and then he picks it up by lying. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Just spice it up. Well, he also doesn't talk about it endlessly that it's boring. Right. right? Yeah, that's true. I, <laughs> Stop I reminding of, us about I it. I kind of like when Andrew goes, oh, God, this is really terrible. <laughs> I can't believe I'm still talking. Okay, I'm going to finish it. And it sucks. <laughs> All right. Meredith, do you have anything to add to that? No, I was. I don't remember it. Yeah, I, I, it was a hot <laughs> dog because story. it was a hot dog story. Yeah. All right, Tuesday of that week, gluttons for punishment. This is the rerun of the Dick's Drive-In Burger Eating Contest. I wasn't that fascinated by it. Yeah. Yep. All right, Wednesday. Uh, uh, was who is Enrique Galt? Some of the titles here get really deep on the intros. Um, but this was essentially, this is the episode where Luke made soup. I remember, I don't even have a lot of notes on it cause I knew we weren't, weren't going to be doing a show on it, but I remember the intro to that show being the funniest thing in the whole week. Yeah. They were yeah. so far inside their own joke. Mm -hmm. It was <laughs> so great, but I couldn't tell you any of it at this point. Uh, this description of the show says also Peyton Manning's latest nationwide commercial is more of an emotional tone piece. Oh, right. That was all about that <laughs> commercial. Right. Right. Now I'm... Is that the one with the ping pong? It's from that series. There's like four of them. I know. I know. I love all of them, but the newest one is, is terrible. Like he just needs to stop. Right. Well, he's Jump printing money. Why would he stop? I don't know too much about him, but my husband calls him a whore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, he'll do whatever mm -hmm. you want if you pay him. Absolutely. He'll tuck in that jersey. 
and uh, <laughs> into his jeans. Sell into his jeans. He'll tuck the jersey right in there. Yeah. Do that. The jersey is tucked right into his jockey. It's not good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, team name of the week last week for me because I once in a while I get an inspired name from a team, uh, and uh, they wrote it with music notes next to it, so I'd know to sing it. It was. HGH, you work so good. <laughs> hey, got him back from three neck surgeries. Oh, in yeah, one that's season. amazing. Uh, after that, did you buy them a round of drinks? Uh, well, uh, no, but they they were well in on their own. Okay. <laughs> uh, Christmas Eve uh, was Hell Pizza. That's I love that been one. Replayed yeah. a lot, a but it's mm-hmm. pretty good. I wanted to use that as a chance to remind everyone to go back to our archives and listen to the youngest 10, Aiden. Oh, right. Uh, who mm-hmm. brought that episode to us. Yes. Uh, and then Christmas Day, we get the Arby's episode that's been re-aired a couple of times since it was a secret show. Has it? I didn't know that. I, thought, I think I thought so. This I the think unveiling this, to the general I think public. it was. I thought that they did it once before. Maybe I'm wrong. But anyway, good episode. Mm-hmm. Random. Yeah. Uh, then Monday last week, uh, they come back for post-Christmas and Luke's got his electric tea kettle. <laughs> and Andrew plays that clip of the Angie's List Angie. Hmm. <laughs> Meanwhile saying, oh, this is horrible. Yes. I can't believe I'm about to do this. <laughs> oh, I think what they've been avoiding saying for many years is that Ross Reynolds is a prick. Yes. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's the only thing they've avoided saying for many years. No. <laughs> it's the only thing about uh, Andrew's former employers that's, that they've avoided saying. I love that he's kind of letting it, letting the curtain down or opening the curtain or letting the wall down. They're starting to name names a little bit. Yeah. You mean opening the kimono? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. After j- having just seen Jeremy's nipples prior to us starting recording, <laughs> I don't want to hear about any open kimonos. <laughs> Uh, good. Then, uh, oh God, my train of thought is now shot. Yeah. Isn't it? <laughs> uh, let's see. Where do we go from there? Oddly uh, compelling that man's bare chest. Oddly compelling. <laughs> A Ponzi cast of money. <laughs> Luke's got his, um, uh, foot and calf massager that lasted oh, one day. I saw that coming in my notes. I was like, what a great thing to spend so much money on when you're renovating a house. Yeah. And it's garbage made in Those China. Those things are expensive. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, love that he got caught in it. <laughs> Live on the like air. a bear trap. It's... You can't write that stuff. Mm-mm. I'm curious if anyone else yelled what I was yelling was, did you at least use the coupon? I mean, Bed Bath & Beyond mails you. Right. Right. 20% off one item. Well, right. Yeah. And you can't miss it because it's bigger than any other mail you can. I have a mountain of those. <laughs> so you're talking about an item that's 200 bucks. That's $40. Yeah. And when you return it, do you just tromp to the store with it attached to your leg? <laughs> How does that work? <laughs> well, Shamble in there. When he brings this shit home, does Carrie just go, uh, oh, God. At uh, least it's not a boat. At least it's not a boat. That's exactly yeah. what I was thinking. Well, um. Did, is that when they started talking about the boat or was that the that secret? Was later, I think. Yeah, the secret. secret. <laughs> Little secret. <laughs> oh, God. 
I think I used to at my former job I had this little notebook that somebody gave me and it was and it was a notebook that said daily disappointments and I would jot people's names down and the things <laughs> that they had done. Um and I think that Carrie just has one of those probably ah, mentally. You'd have to. She's keeping it for the divorce papers. Yeah, she wants half of Luke's debt. <laughs> Uh, December 30th, uh, was when we got making a murderer talk, uh, pre pre spoiler, uh, but also talk about the Trader Joe's pirate. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, having worked in Buffalo and lived in Buffalo long enough, I'll tell you, I love Canadians, but they're terrible. Mm -hmm. Uh, they would come to Buffalo and they still do this because the clothes are so much cheaper because the taxes are so much lower. They come and they buy clothes and shoes at our malls, but they don't want to pay um, tax on them going back over the border. So they literally wear clothes and shoes that they want to throw out, hmm. buy new outfits mm -hmm. and wear like eight layers going back and they leave all their garbage in the parking lot. So That's at the crazy. end of like a Saturday night, Sunday night, you go to the mall and the parking lot is just littered with shoe boxes and bags and old clothes and old shoes everywhere. This would happen at the Costco in Detroit too. Not yeah. in Detroit, but north of Detroit. Sure. And it was full worst. of Ontario license plates. And we we saw exactly the same thing. I'd never heard of this. That's fascinating. In, yeah. in Bellingham, the Bay City, there's, um, what are those things called? Uh, petitions that it will never actually work to get Canadian free days at the Costco and no way. the mall. Yeah. Because it's terrible. Oh. <laughs> That's not nice. <laughs> <laughs> or open an hour earlier to only Americans oh. or something. Uh, I just can only imagine more minimum wage people in TSA uniforms mm -hmm. standing at the <laughs> gates to the mall. <laughs> oh God. And then Luke going to get his TSA pre-check so we can go shopping yes. without waiting in mm -hmm. line. Not to make fun of that. I totally want that. I've already I got like three it. or four trips planned this spring. I just took I... my first flight with it and it's amazing. All right. I'm doing it. Do it. I uh, did it because my boss paid for it. He he wanted to get it. He got one of the first invitations back when it first started and he anything that he did, I'd have to go and do first to make sure to to be able to tell him make sure it wasn't all the poisonous. steps well <laughs> that that and also to be able to say okay and then you're going to go to the airport and they're going to ask you these questions and so that nothing was a surprise was he five years old like why? 85 oh. so you know you kind of revert <laughs> andy was rich his entire life so you kind of had to spoon feed him everything so he Literally. paid for me to get the pre-check so that i could explain in detail what happened Wow. Uh, New Year's Eve, Luke and Andrew finally come up with some great Y2K jokes. <laughs> I wouldn't say great. Uh, I, would, I, was R. Thrilled. I was so thrilled with the kids in the hall intro, the Citizen Kane. Yeah. Skit. Oh, yeah. I was okay. dying. I forgot about that. And that was that made New so Year's great. Eve for me. Well, I don't understand why they didn't go back and play the Gen jen as a y2ker yeah, yeah yeah they talked about it a little bit but it was such a good episode yeah um this is george r, r. martin 
not writing his book and George R.R. Lucas not liking the new Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So I think at this point, Martin has so much money, he should just pay someone to ghostwrite it and just say, oh, yeah. there's going to be some dragons, there's going to be some murder, <laughs> right. there's going to be some incest. Go ahead. He could afford to hire like the best writer. I mean, he yeah. does, it's it doesn't have to be a hack job. It could be even better than what he wrote. Right. He gets the right person. Oh, totally. But uh, George George Lucas, and I'll credit Dana Gould for this, um, he needs to just go count his money and be happy with being on the cover of Chinless Billionaire every month. <laughs> <laughs> Agree. Uh, so the next one's just going to be brought to you by James Patterson. Oh, yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> yeah, well, there's, you know, those... Uh, girl with the dragon tattoo book series the author yeah. was murdered right. or died or something mm-hmm. and they had people study his writing and then write a new book right right so why can't they just do that yeah he, that's what he should do secretly he seems like he's done he yeah. really does yeah that's all right because um if they can just marry alex cross into that series then they'll be all set well, uh, and he also can go into the chinless billionaire club. <laughs> uh, New Year's Day was the last last Friday show. Uh, Andrew interrupts Luke's lunch at Din Tai Fun. <laughs> okay. At why? that point, why even do a show? They're completely phoning it in. Yeah, literally. He's, he's phoning in his lunch. With Carrie, like who wants to be sitting there while he's on the phone for an hour, plus all the people sitting around him? That's super annoying. Yeah. I can't, I could not believe. So when I saw the description, I was like, oh, oh this is funny. He probably then steps outside. <laughs> nope. They were just talking in a more recent episode about how embarrassing that is. Mm-hmm. Oh, and wait, how Luke I'm, was saying, I'm so, oh, Meredith, he- I'm sorry. The waiter's here. What are the specials? <laughs> <laughs> These noodles are fucking garbage. <laughs> These are shitty. Give me some free coffee and it better be unlimited. Uh, I will say, uh, so I had lunch with a friend of mine today who I turned into a 10. And she was saying that the clip from 2009 was one of the best episodes of TBTL she's heard in a long time. It was so good. I loved those those episodes. Wait, we're talking about the one... The guy. With... The guy they called. It okay. was just like, you're on the radio. Tell us yeah. about your crappy <laughs> CD. I just listened to that tonight. And um, I loved when it was radio show where Luke could just relax, depend on Jen to produce the show, and then his main goal in life was to make her laugh. Yeah. Her laugh, yeah. That's a great formula. Yeah. And that was it. That was two weeks of TBTL. <laughs> you get a fresh recap on Monday, kids. The last week. I'm excited. I I didn't uh, I didn't take part in the last recap because my in laws were here and uh, brunch got done right in the middle of when we normally record. And I was raring to go. I had all kinds yeah, of you're... fascinating wind and hot dog stories and chair <laughs> stories for you guys. You got your voicemail. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, he got my voicemail. I'm glad you guys abided my wishes. On <laughs> we always that episode. do. Yeah. It's good. We got a lot of mileage out of that. Thank you. Uh, I can do an archive update real quick. Yes, please. Okay. So we 
Um, the guilt really works if I just say I want all 2011 to be done by this date. <laughs> the arc, the historians jump through hoops and get it done. It's awesome. Yes. Those are the best and amazing. So we're on to 2012. We have over 200 weeks completed as of today and 65 weeks assigned out. So if you want to join, we would love to have you. And if you have only done a couple weeks, think about adding a couple more because um, Jack Taylor, um, friend of the show, he wanted me to call him, <laughs> friend of the show, Jack Taylor has... Um, pledge that he will give five dollars for every person that has archived five weeks and ten dollars for everyone that has done ten weeks i think he's earned that title i i agree or he's bought well, it Whatever. i also wanted to explain to, friend of the show is from my other podcast and it just means when you've been on when you've been a guest then you're a friend of the show so i said friend of the show oh wait he's not a friend of the show he's a friend of mine <laughs> but he is a friend of the show why just, hasn't he been on the show he hadn't picked an episode yet. Mm. So he is, he said he's narrowed it down to a few. She's, well, he's doing too, too much archiving. There's no way. I mean, he's, <laughs> right. he's like confused at this point, I think. Yeah. He just made, made it to be a 10 of 10s. Him and Ashley have our, our 10 of 10s so far. Wow. Yeah. Friend of the show, hero of our hearts. <laughs> uh, and in fact, that's a good segue talking about, being on the show um we are still working out the schedule for recording for the next few weeks to get guests on for these friday shows as we will be going back to doing you know having uh tens and wagoneers on to talk about their favorite tbtls if you want to be on the show i said this a couple of weeks ago on a friday show the secret trick that I have is that when we say your favorite episode of TBTL, it can also just be a really good episode of TBTL or a fun episode of TBTL. Mm -hmm. um, we all love like the same 10 episodes. So if we did yours, that's okay. Just pick another one that's fun and good to talk about. And if you're not sure, uh, do the archive project and you'll find one because that's what happens all the yes, time. That's how I did yes. it. Or yeah. just pick one about me and then you're sure to get picked. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and, if you are if you are archiving, I'm giving first priority to those people to be on the show because I'm the oh, boss. Yes. <laughs> Let's get Ashley and Jack on. Yes. I like it. For um, sure. Come on, Ashley. If you submitted a while ago and we haven't connected with you yet for whatever reason, um, drop us a line or put it through the form again because uh, some of the information is really old and that'll just help us stay on top of it. Uh, since none of us are getting paid or have any time for this, it's hard to keep on top of it completely, but we're trying. Yes. Yeah. Did anyone else want to talk about what they did on their winter vacation? No. <laughs> Got it covered. I saw Gary. I gave him a hug. Oh, good. Yep. How's his mom doing? <laughs> She's great. <laughs> I think you spotted her pickup truck, yep. didn't you? I saw her. She's a red pickup at yeah. the AMC. <laughs> it gets her where she needs to go. Mm -hmm. uh, well, with that, uh, Christy. Oh, man, I forgot how I do this. <laughs> it's been so long. Uh, just tell and people not to talk shit about us. Okay. <laughs> Until next time. Never wait for Bobby's birthday cake. 
And I love you, Jen. <laughs> See what I did there? Yeah. It's good because there wasn't one. Oh, I got some Italian cookies. I'm very happy. I didn't have cake on my birthday either. Did you, Meredith? Nope. Man, we're the worst. I had reheated twice-baked potatoes. I had saltine crackers. Oh. I don't even like cake. And that, I just mean Mike McCauley. I actually like like birthday cake, but I just don't like <laughs> Mike McCauley. <laughs> I'm more of a pie guy. Yes. Yeah, you are. Nailed it? Yeah. <laughs> Picture of a safe falling in the car. <laughs> Mulatto prayer hands. Go Browns. Nailed it.